A fight scene cannot be in your work simply because it is awesome. Hot dogs are awesome too, but not if what you're making is a hot fudge sundae. Carla Hook. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. You are a fight scene expert. I know nothing about it. So how am I supposed to write a fight scene? And does it need to be accurate to real life? To answer the second, no. You can understand techniques for your character's fighting style, but ultimately you are telling a story and all of the rest of the fighting skills are there to support your story. So most people who are experts in the field will allow a little fudging here and there to say on the elbow instead of behind the elbow in order to get something to happen. So long as the technique is good, nobody cares. To answer how to write a fight scene, stay tuned for the rest of the episode. I use a grid pattern in order to choreograph the fight scene. So each column keeps track of each character. Each row is each beat in the fight. Because a lot of things are happening at once, Having this grid layout helps organize the fight and make sure that nobody is waiting in line to fight the next bad guy. Before you even get into writing a fight scene, there are a couple of things that you need to know first. You need to know your characters that are involved and the purpose of the scene. Just like our quote said at the beginning, it needs to serve the story in some way. It can't just be there because it's awesome. A lot of your fight scenes are a physical representation of an argument. So each character has their motivation. Each character has the point they're trying to get across, and they have their strategy as far as how they're going to get it across. It's physical. It's not verbal. But a lot of the purpose and the role a fight scene plays in the larger story parallels a verbal argument. So it's that same idea of... What is the conversation? What is the character's goal within the fight scene? And what is their fighting style? A lot of that, especially for your non-fighting characters, comes down to a single sentence strategy. The strategy overall will be everyone keeps their kneecaps in the same place, or I'm going to try to be as quiet as possible. I have a character who protects and targets his ears quite a bit, which is why he avoids gun work. You can choose a martial art that also aligns with that, especially if you aren't a martial artist yourself. Having a name to that particular fighting style will help you research it and YouTube it and understand how the character moves. This is something you need to know about the character prior to the fight scene. You also need to know what your character's skill sets are. So in my gamer files... My main male character, Logan, grew up learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So that's what he taught her. So now she's a ground fighter because that's what jiu-jitsu is. It's also important to remember that men and women will be fighting differently. Men tend to have larger masses. Women have a lower center of gravity. That changes how they will respond in a fight. That does not necessarily mean that your female cannot fight. We encourage your fighter characters to be fighters regardless. But the way women's bodies are designed are different than men's. 
in the form of combat, mostly that comes down to center of gravity. Men have it across their shoulders. Women have it across their hips. So that grid, that's going to be your key in designing a fight scene. We will share a copy of one on our landing page so you have an example to use when you're creating your own fight scenes. So each column on that grid is going to be a participant in the fight. If the person doesn't show up until three quarters of the way through the fight, fine, they still get a column. The rows are moments, so time progresses the farther down you go. It is perfectly okay to leave empty spots. You could have a character that just got knocked out or isn't in the fight yet. Leave their spot empty until they actually do something. I tend to write from multiple points of view. Therefore, I will choreograph the fight and then look at which column has the most spots filled out. And then that's the point of view character I want to write the scene from. I tend to enjoy writing my fight scenes from the character who doesn't know how to fight. So I can be a little vaguer in the details because I am not a fighter. I don't know how to swing a sword. There are some common misconceptions I want to clear up about writing fight scenes. I see a lot of people thinking that the tip of the sword, the fist, and the bottom of the foot are the only ways you can hurt somebody. (laughs) My particular martial art is formatted around using the other person's body design against them. So hitting the side of the knee in order to cripple somebody instead of trying to like hamstring, which you might do with the sword. You also want to take into consideration the terrain. What are they fighting around? What are they fighting with? That can do just as much damage as a fist to the face. Another misconception I see is This person is the winner because they didn't get hit. Please hit your good guys. Hit them until they want to give up and then let them succeed. Another thing I see is that it doesn't matter where the person gets hit. It absolutely does. Say you get shot. Getting shot is going to hurt no matter where it hits. Some parts of the body are designed to break and designed to protect in certain ways. Your collarbone is designed to protect from falling side to side. Your ribcage exists in order to protect all of the gooey stuff on the inside. It does matter where they get hit, and if you want to show proficiency, your main character knows that. Your main character knows, okay, this person, if they scream, they'll call for help, guards will come. So my first strike is going to be at the base of the throat, sever that windpipe, let them just gargle for a while while I take out the other one. Another common misconception, and you see this a lot, especially in movies, bad guys are not going to just line up and wait to be executed. If you have skilled enemies, skilled minions, they're going to fight in coordination with each other and attack in coordination with each other. Numbers are a huge advantage in any fight. So if your single main character is fighting off six bad guys, the majority of the fight they're going to be on the defensive. Reacher has this idea of if you hit the first guy with enough violence, you're going to scare half of the others away and then you'll get your numbers down faster. Now that we've told you what to avoid, let's look at what to aim for. The gut. Yes. Knock the wind out of them. 
do a lot of damage and take down without hurting yourself by punching the gut. Hard against soft works every time. (laughs) So when it comes to writing the scene, first off, you need to know how the fight scene ends. What injuries are there going to be? Who's going to be down? Who's going to be dead? Who won the fight? I also highly encourage you to choreograph it first. Just write out that grid so that when you sit down to write, all of the information is in place. You know how it's going. You know where it's headed. And you know what to exclude in order to maintain that momentum. You'll also want to look at the cause and effect of every phase in the fight. So when you're looking at that grid, character A hits character B in the throat. What is that going to make character B do? If someone is struck in the throat, their head will often go up and back, and their weight will often go on their heels. So they might be really easy to push over at that point. But fighting a person is not the same as fighting Bob the Punching Bag in the gym. They are going to react. So if you want someone to end up on their back because of a super powerful uppercut, you need to bend them over first. So working backward in order to accomplish a certain goal will help you make the fight scene make sense and give your character expertise because they're setting up for an execution. Now, a couple things to watch for, especially common reactions that people will have during a fight. People bend into pain. If you hit me in the gut, it's not going to push me back because I'm bending forward into the gut pain. It is the natural reaction to try to cover and shield what just got hurt because you don't want to get hurt there again. If you think of when you tickle your kid, what do they do? They curl into it and maybe put their arm down. They're physically wrapping around the source of the activity in order to protect themselves from it. Another thing to watch for that I know I am particularly bad with Injuries last more than one scene. They aren't just magically healed in a second. Unless that's part of your magic system, which is super convenient. (laughs) Also, if you want to make your character look like a skilled fighter, give them forethought into the scene. A really good example of this is Sherlock Holmes. In the RDJ movies, he gets into a fight And he plays it out in his head ahead of time, and then you see it play out and go wrong. We've officially spoken longer on this episode than we did during our bonus episode last month. (laughs) If you want the extended version of this episode, just send us an email and we can send you the full version of this so you can really get the nitty gritty of how to establish and create that fight scene with style. And like we said, we will be including the grid for choreographing a fight scene on our landing page to give you an idea and a starting point for your own fight scenes. Next episode, we will be talking about morally gray characters. These are characters that will often get into fights because, well, why not? So until then, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>